back to Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I'm joined by Nat. Hey. And we're just going to recap what's going on in K-pop as usual. And it's just me and Nat for this episode, but we're going to go down the list and give our opinions like we usually do. So, first things first, I want to talk about the well not on in huge detail but i do want to mention what's going on with the hong kong protest and the um, one china policy controversy and how that is affecting k-pop in the chinese idols and obviously it is is affecting things um exos lay canceled his contract with samsung because they are not adhering to the one china policy um, he's been very he's been very public about his support for China and the Chinese government. And um, I did read somewhere online that he also worked or he was involved in some kind of pro-China um, communist um, group. When he was younger, something like that. And I know some people, you know, were hearing about this and very surprised. And I'll get into more about this later, but I'm not surprised at all about, you know, some of this and the other idols that have, you know, popped up and, and said things. Um, we've had FX's Victoria, um, WJSN, which is the. Um, what is their English name? Cosmic yeah. Girls? Cosmic Girls, yes. Um, Ching Xiao, Xuan Yi, and I'm trying to say these names so they may be a little bit mangled. I uh, apologize. Mei Ki, um, Kyo Kyung, and 17's June, NCT's Lucas, Win Win, Hendry, Xiao Jun, Fei, Pentagon's Yanan and uh, Silent G Idol's um, Yuki have all, you know, voiced their support for China in in one way or the other. And Jackson from GOT7, you know, actually was at concerts with the Chinese flag and was had it wrapped around him and, you know, was basically publicly supporting China. And that got a lot of backlash for Jackson for things that he said. And, you know, God 7 was supposed to come to China and perform recently, and they recently canceled it, rightly so. But Jackson was trending on online um you know some of the fans were like saying you know we love you jackson or something like that but i i feel like it's kind of making him a victim is kind of not really it's not really looking into the issue i mean i feel like the real victims are like the hong kong Protesters, and I feel like with the stands talking about the Chinese celebrities, you know, not having any choice for supporting China because 
families, you know, might be in danger. I mean, you also have these Hong Kong protesters that are also risking their lives. And no one expects celebrities to speak up for Hong Kong. But I mean, if they're going to come out in support of China, I mean, that's their choice. They know what they're doing. I mean, there are, I feel like, I guess with the Chinese government, there's probably consequences there too, because I mean, if they don't say anything, they may get blacklisted or, you know, basically, I mean, blackballed from, you know, then their careers may be ruined. But at the same time, it's, you kind of have to hold them accountable for that's their choice. They want to keep what their career in China and, I just, the whole thing kind of irked me with the whole thing, like, oh, Jackson, we love you. And it's just like, he, he made the choice to support China. You don't need to, to come and, and comfort him, you know, because he's getting hate from people. I mean, it's I'm not saying that I want him to get hate, but I mean, it's, it's his choice. And I think either way, it's a, the whole situation is kind of complex and more than what we would get into in this podcast, as far as, you know, all the issues that are going on in China at the moment. And I feel like that's part of the problem is a lot of the fans are kind of giving their opinion without really knowing what's going on, um, which I'm kind of doing right now, but going online and kind of just making these assumptions about well, Jackson has to say this because of this, or, you know, Lei is some sort of communist because he supports China. I think just in general, it's better to keep K-pop and politics separate and to just let these things happen and not get involved. (laughs) Um, Of course, fans are going to listen to that, but that, what are your opinions on the whole thing? I think it's very complex uh, with the whole history of Hong Kong and how unique and special it is. Same with Taiwan and Macau. Um, These are all sort of special, I can't remember what the actual term is for it, but they're special territories uh, that China has sovereignty over. And so I think it is sort of a delicate act that a lot of these, the people from these places have to... um, so it's a delicate line they have to walk on because, you know, they have to be proud of, you know, the the heritage and the history of their own areas. Like if you're from Taiwan or if you're from Macau or if you're from Hong Kong, but also, you know, China is a, is a huge superpower. I mean, it's one of the, the top with the United States and Russia and they have a huge military and, you know, the, the whole idea of, you know, communism, which is always usually masked masking um, dictatorship <laughs> in mm-hmm. a lot of these places it it sort of breeds a certain type of individual like Lei who you know was I think he was involved with like the communist youth party or something like that That's what it and was. he's he's always been very pro one state one China you know this is this is my country and I mean there's nothing wrong with being nationalistic mm-hmm. but if you're going around saying, I support the Hong Kong police, you can beat me up. That's a problem. 
personally, like that's a problem for me. I mean, it might not be a problem for you, not you, Ash, but I mean like for other people, but mm. it is definitely a problem for me when people in a democracy are executing their democratic right. And you have a police force, you have the government and you have the superpower that are pretty much trying to beat them into submission. And that is something that China has a history of doing. That is something that a lot of dictatorships around the world has a history of doing, whether they call themselves democratic or communist or whatever. Like this, this is sort of a tale as old as time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In regards to the people doing it, like I don't, I feel like everybody has a right to say what they feel about their nation, about their country and about where they stand when they work either in foreign lands or for foreign country companies or like things like that. And I'm, I don't know enough about anybody else but Lei to be like, well, you're doing it because you, you know, you're afraid of the government and, or you're doing it because you don't want the money train to stop or you're doing it because you actually believe it. I don't really know enough about any of these people. I do know that Fan Bing Bing, my girl, <laughs> went missing for months and <laughs> she paid a whole huge sum of money and i'm surprised she's not married off to like a huge or like a top government official just to keep her in line and mm-hmm. to set um an example for the other artists and actors musicians whatever in in china and if they can do that to their top star billionaire you know millionaire whatever like they can do it to anybody and so i i can i can definitely see why some people would be would want to paint their idol as a victim. But the thing is, as we always stress every single week, we don't know any of these people. So we don't really know (laughs) uh, if Jackson is innocent, if he's not. With Jackson, I did read somewhere, though, that he, even though he himself is from Hong Kong, his family, they they still, I don't know if they live or work in China, and they were part of, like, the Chinese national team or something like that. They, They had some sort of position in China. So he's always sort of been like straddling line anyways. Ah, okay. But we did see what happened to Suzy or Su Yu. I can't remember oh, her name. Chu, yes. From Twice. Yeah. When she just had thing. a Taiwanese flag. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, not, it's not surprising. It's yeah. not surprising to me. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I 1,000% support the people of, of Hong Kong. And I feel like right now they're lucky that um, there's sort of like a gray area after after Britain pulled out, but before China can officially say that it is theirs. I think that they still have like 28 years or something like that I was reading uh, Hmm. before uh, that sort of gray area sort of expires. And then China's pretty much like supposed was supposed to take them back uh, with or without, (laughs) you know, their own opinion on the matter. And hmm. so, I don't know. I, I don't see any of the other world powers wanting to step in in Hong Kong's defense. I don't think it's going to happen. Don't, yeah, I don't see anybody sort of being there for the Hong Kong people. And it's gonna, it sounds like, honestly, it's going to be another, like, Tiananmen Square um, for all the people who are aware of what happened the last time, the last yeah. major time that people spoke out against the Communist I was, Party of China. Yeah, I was shocked that JYP took as long as they did to cancel that concert and people were like do not go you know i mean this is while you know airports are being shut down and you know 
everything because of the protests and you know they're still talking about going there and performing so thankfully they went ahead and canceled it because that would have been crazy for them to go um especially with jackson flag and everything i mean it's just stirring up lots of feelings and things and you know people are just getting upset but the main thing that bothered me was just you know the k-pop fans kind of getting involved in it without understanding what's going on or understanding the the subtext of you know the issue and just being like oh jackson's being targeted and he's these idols aren't the victims i feel like maybe you know are they making these statements because they're trying to save their careers and try you know keep themselves from you know having any kind of backlash from the government some of them probably are but it's their choice so if they decide that they want to spit out propaganda for a communist country and then they're going to get backlash. I mean, that's just, that's just going to happen. I mean, there are people that agree with things that China are doing and people that disagree. I mean, it's just, that's how it is. It's not people attacking poor Jackson. You know, this is a real issue that is a serious one. Jackson is definitely not the victim here. Jackson is not on the front line getting beat up by a police officer. Like, mm-hmm. he is not the victim. You can you can uh, be empathetic to, you know, where he stands politically or where he has to stand politically if you feel like he is being forced to, you know, wear the flag by choice. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But Jackson is not the victim here. The victim are, are the people who are being denied, denied their democratic right, the things that we have, you know, we're lucky to have here. You know, you don't have to agree with your government here. Uh, Jackson is not the the victim. It's, you know, the people who are being denied their democratic right to um, not be (laughs) transferred over to China for anything, uh, which, you know, for a lot of people in Hong Kong is a foreign government, you know. So (laughs) it's, it's kind of insane that people here who use their democratic right every day without, without even thinking, it's like breathing, would you know, not be empathetic to people who are doing it there and instead would side with the millionaire artist who has a choice to either, you know, not say anything, to say anything. But the thing is, if Jackson really doesn't believe in the one China rule and he's just doing it to save his career, that makes him a coward. And that's actually worse. So at the end of the day, like, I I don't really know why people here especially even want to wade their feet into something that is so beyond the scope of just him as an idol or these people as idols like there's so many deeper more complex issues at play and and situations and and the consequences will be death for sure like i i don't feel like this is just getting beat up by the police is is the end of it so i just feel like maybe k-pop fans should just stick to k-pop Yes, you don't want Jackson to perform there. That makes sense. And I think it's a smart move. I don't know why JP, JP did drag your feet on it. Uh, it could be a money thing. It could be like, because a lot of these K-pop companies, they outsource the production, I think, in a lot of ways to local production companies. Uh, so 
maybe the production company there didn't want to or wasn't willing to offer refunds or whatever. Like there's a lot of other things that just have to do with the concert that could have been at play. Uh, and it could have not been completely out of JYP's hand at that point. Uh, so, I mean, just support your idol, you know, hopefully, you know, pray for his safety, uh, his well-being and stuff like that. But stop talking about things that you don't understand and stop. Just please stop. <laughs> yes. Uh, like just taking these huge, powerful issues and just sort of dumbing it down into these like really weird idol focus uh, tangents and and posting fan cams yeah. on random hashtags that have nothing to do with K-pop. Speaking yeah. of, this was not on the docket for tonight, but just going off a tangent. Yeah. Um, the I kind of wanted to go into, but I didn't want to like drag it out for too long about you know BTS and and being mainstream in America and you know how they achieved all this success and that kind of barrier to becoming mainstream, even though they've got so many fans, you know, and just the stuff that I'm seeing makes me realize like why that's not going to happen. Um, Just some of the things people are saying about, about K-pop, just the things, the kind of betrayal that people are, I mean, I've been seeing it more often recently, about people complaining about, I mean, K-pop fans kind of deserve it because they are kind of annoying and on <laughs> social media and they're everywhere, it seems. But there, I feel like there's this con- contingent, of pe- contingent of people that are kind of being like, no, this is everywhere and it's garbage. Kind of like in 2000s when you have Britney and the whole pop renaissance and people were like, Ooh, pop music, it's fake, it's manufactured. And we don't, I feel like the K-pop is going to get that backlash because it's pop. It's got the double thing of being foreign and it's pop. And it's boy bands and it's girl bands. And I feel like a lot of people, especially Westerners, have this kind of, you know, this reaction to that kind of stuff. You know, ever since that kind of music kind of died out, I feel like there's going to be like this split where you're going to have like K-pop where it's very successful and they have their fans, but they're going to have, they're still going to have these people that are very much against it. Kind of like, you know, Democrats and Republicans. You're going to have like the people (laughs) that, you know, are, the two different parties and they're going to coexist, but they're not going to like each other. Sort of. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, with K-pop itself, it breeds super fans and just kind of batshit crazy behavior because uh, the fan, the whole idea of loving your idol and sacrificing for them so they can sacrifice for you and that sort of almost parasitic, <laughs> like mm-hmm. mutual parasitic relationship is very like in the root of K-pop. And, you know, when HLT came out and, you know, like fandom colors were a thing and they used to always have balloons with their fan colors and, you know, like you're showing up at their houses and 
you're buying, you know, Paul Matthews talked about how he hates like reissues. Yeah, you're buying every single copy of that. <laughs> or like mm. when EXO released, um, I can't remember what album was, but every like every member got a cover. So I guess if you're a super EXO fan, you would buy all of them. You know, that that stuff is so inherent in K-pop. And it really does sort of affect you. Like as a Western fan going in, you're kind of like, what is wrong with people? Why are they buying so many al- Like, why are they buying albums, first of all? Like, yeah. this is the digital era. You know, why are you buying light sticks and things like that? But like, I have like four Shinwa concert TVs. <laughs> I have Jessica's Decade album. So I, mean- I splurged on the Wonder Girls Wonder World album, and that was the only thing I could like bring myself to do. And I felt so guilty after I got it, but I was like, I used it for like a project. I I justified it because I used it in a project that I did for um, my grad school, actually. And it was about K-pop. And that was back in the day. And I actually, I was like, how you wave is going to get bigger. And people were like, yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> last laugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, this is what I mean, though. Like, you go into it thinking, like, all these things, like, mm-hmm. oh, what I even, I don't, I don't buy albums. Nobody uses albums anymore. And then you sort of start to, like, it starts to infect you, mm-hmm. I feel like. In a good way. In some, some, in a lot of cases, it is good. It's positive. It's fun. It's a community. But there are, you know, not so great ways for your wallet, for your mental health, like things like that that kind of come up. Uh, and so that's where you get these people who are like always on Twitter, fight, ready to fight anybody, who ready to threaten people, ready to dox people, you know, just for like not liking a BTS song or, you know, not liking a Blackpink song or you know, whatever, whatever basic shit it is, like, that's mm-hmm. usually where the, people, the claws come out. And and so I feel like that's, yes, it is a part of, like, the K-pop culture, but also you have crazy fans here, too. I mean, look at the Beehive. You say one bad thing about Beyonce, and the Beehive is there. They are ready. The Navy's there. Um, Barb's are there. Like, every, like, I feel like now especially the whole fandom culture is really huge here, too. So, and then now you have like, you know, K-pop artists starting to come up and like Western fans starting to come up. Like the time when Ariana Grande and I think uh, Chris Wu had like, I don't know if they personally had beef or was more because his album was blocking hers and they were like her and Scott, uh, what's his name? The, the uh, manager of uh, Justin Bieber and those people, Scott something. He had been sort of going back and forth as well too with like Chris Wu fans and and you know supporting Ariana and like sort of defaming Chris Wu (laughs) and and so like we're gonna see a lot more of that I feel specifically and then of course you know there's gonna be a hint of racism on it because they're foreign you know it's it's gonna be a hot mess (laughs) it is gonna be a hot mess I think and we're going to see a lot more things like where K-pop fans are jumping on hashtags and people are fighting back against it. And yeah, we'll just need to like focus on all the positive parts of it. Queendom is coming. I feel like it's going to be great. I am always here to support girl groups and their world domination. And uh, I'm, ha- I'm very excited to see what they do with uh, AOA and G-Silent Idol and Mamamoo and Oh My Girl. And 
her mom is in there. And I think another group. I don't know if it's Lovelies. Um, I'm not sure. That was a weird thing to me. I was like, why is Park Bum like in there? It's just kind of weird that she's the only solo singer. Yeah. Well, she used to be in a group. So maybe that is the reason why. Seems kind of unbalanced. But I mean, I'm all for seeing Park Bum. I just, you know, seem kind of weird. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm interested to see, like, I mentioned before, like, I really miss the days where the, you know, reality shows, like, used to be more like Star Golden Bell. And I feel like you used to really get more a sense of, I'm never going to feel like you actually see an, the actual real side of an idol. I mean, it's obviously they're all trained, but at least they projected a sense of being more, um, comfortable on camera and that you got to see more of a realistic side of them as opposed to I guess now that's something that they kind of do with their v lives and everything like that's kind of the place where everyone does that now but you don't get to see them really interact with other groups and you know kind of have that camaraderie and you know just it you know, I feel like back in second gen, you got to see that more often. And people are just so, they have, it's just so weird now. Like people have an issue whenever you see people interact or an idol looks at another idol and, and blinks, you know, it's an issue. So you don't see people, you know, interacting like they used to. And I feel like the companies are more separate it's more competitive, I guess, maybe it's because there's more, I feel like when they were less companies, you know, you got to see the idols kind of mix it up more often and perform with other groups. And I mean, that still happens sometimes, but I just feel like that used to happen more often. I still remember my Wonder Girls Big Bang performances. Mm -hmm. So that was like, highlight of my life when that happened you know they did two of them and they were fun you know i mean what silent g idol and big uh bts i mean silent g idol has performed like bts songs and done really well with the choreography like what if they both performed together like that would be i mean imagine all the attention that would get but then you know it's crazy army there's no telling how they would react to that you know and yeah, everyone's I mean, but, af- everyone's afraid, you know, of, yeah, you know, backlash for people's fingers touching or whatever might happen. So, <laughs> well, I actually like. I mean, yes, uh, boy group, girl group collaborations are great and fun. I mean, when we have them, of course. Uh, but I actually, what I like about Kingdom is it's it's these girl groups, and yeah, they're competing against you know other girl groups in Park Bomb and stuff like that, but still kind of feels like a like a girl camaraderie sort of like where everybody's um even if it's just in your group you still have that sisterhood like it kind of reminds me slightly of of invincible youth which was a great show because they had like girl group members from different groups coming together and you know forming bonds and and being themselves and and being funny and entertaining of course but i feel like that is also missing where you see interactions between or among other girl groups or boy mm-hmm. groups with boy group like boy group members from other groups sort of you know outside of um like the year-end concerts where they have to sit together and or you know when they do special performances outside of korea at cons or whatever and they have the ending 
you don't really see anybody interacting. I, I would say maybe SME as a company because they do SM Town. That is something that sort of keeps them collaborating within each other, within the group or the company, sorry. But outside of that, it's not really a thing that we see. And I think that is also a reason why there's so much competition with the fandoms, because if you if you're if you're a group member, your favorite whatever your bias, if they're crazy, like if they're good fans with somebody else, then your crazy fans are not gonna be attacking that person in that group as much because they're fan they're friends, right? So it's something that I feel would be beneficial to just the fandom and just kind of calming people down a bit if we see interactions just in general uh whether it has to be boy boy girl girl i don't really care at this point but (laughs) it Uh would be great to see it and it would hopefully help these fandoms not be so antagonistic against each other because if you want k-pop to succeed you kind of do need to work together like one fandom's not going to do it on their own like as we can see, like, you know, from the discussion with Paul Matthews, like, yeah, BTS is huge, you know, and they're making bank, whatever, but, like, nobody on the street really knows them. So, <laughs> if if you want K-pop as in the genre, if you believe it's a genre, or, you know, like, as a power to be more popular, you need to have people working together, and I think, like, things like our podcasts and, like, people writing for Billboard and things like that, I think that is helpful because we all come to K-pop for you know, in different diverse ways. And, you know, we're here discussing it every week and we talk about the, our biases and we don't all like the same things, but we're here and we're doing it and we still enjoy it. So I feel like it's not impossible. Well, you're very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I will say that. And that's, that's not always, that's not always a bad thing. Um, so, Moving on to Som Hyeon. Um, she was a former idol school contestant and she recently came out as bisexual and revealed that she's dating a woman. And uh, after doing that, she basically went on Instagram stories and pretty much had to write a whole, make a whole statement, like a page. Um, asking people to stop sending hate messages and hate comments and, you know, other vulgar things. And she was basically threatening legal measures against people, you know, that are starting rumors. And basically, I mean, it's reading her, what she wrote, I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, she basically said that she didn't do it for attention. She just did it, you know, like any other person that wants to announce their relationship on social media and that, you know, she's had her time on TV. She doesn't want to be back on TV. She doesn't want to get a record deal or get, you know, more media attention from it. She just wants to be a regular person that can talk about her relationship and, you know, put it out in the open like anybody in a heterosexual relationship and it seems like she did get some support because you know she said you know thank you for you know the comments and the support and encouragement so it seems like she is getting some support from others but in general the reaction in korea has been pretty bad and and before she had 
there was a bullying scandal with her and she did um was something that was you know brought up and and you know they contacted the person the victim and it was you know it it was settled um but you know most of the people they're bringing it up aren't bringing it up because they have any kind of concern about the bullying it's because you know they want to say something about her being bisexual um you know, obviously for anybody, I mean, even if she's not in the industry, I mean, she was a part of idol school. So, I mean, that she is known for that. And, you know, anyone I mean, in Korea that has any kind of notoriety or celebrity to come out like that, I mean, that's a pretty brave thing. I mean, you know, look at Holland. And it's kind of, I mean, it is, it is sad that they have to get so much hate for that and that really i mean again that shows a lot of things about korea i mean it's really interesting you know we've talked about how korea is expanding and everything and you know they're becoming the culture is becoming more known and you know how you is expanding in the u.s and all of this and you know korea has made so many strides to become a modern country but then you know there's so many things about them that's still stuck you know <laughs> that's so behind and it's interesting because it's like people are aware of it but they I feel like in a way it's not really at least not it is addressed you know in in western media but it's I feel like nobody's really been like, hey, this is a problem. Like, even with, with the Burning Sun issue, like, there were articles about it, and there are articles about, oh, the dark side of people. But, you know, nobody was really like, hey, this is really a problem, and we need to really, you know, take a look into this. It was just, you know, people acknowledge that it's there, but I feel like it hasn't really been criticized, you know. Nobody's really kind of really singled Korea out for some of these things. You know, I feel like people are still looking at the shiny Korea that's producing all these great things that we, you know, love. And, you know, we've got this other side that is there. And I feel like people kind of overlook it or seem to not really want to acknowledge it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, <laughs> weird thing is, when I first heard of the story, I honestly, it totally blanked out on idol school, and I thought she was from co-ed school, and I was like, yeah. I remember that was... Oh my god, co-ed school. So confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, they had a bullying thing too, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're from Core Media, uh, MBK, so, um, which is Tara's, Tara's uh, company, so <laughs> we're not surprised, because uh, Hua Young's Twin sister was actually in co-ed school, right? So, oh yeah, not surprised, not surprised. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? People in it doesn't matter where you are in the world. There is always going to have, be some backlash to somebody who's not heteronormative, and it's unfortunate because they're really just wanting to love who they want to love, date who they want to date. They're not, you know saying that you have to be, you know, 
not heteronormative, but <laughs> apparently people assume that if you see, you know, a man and a man or a woman and a woman or whatever walking down the street holding hands, it's forcing it down your throat and it's wrong and it's, you know, all these weird tangent things that say more about that person who's judging them than people who they are being who they're judging and if if it's not for you then just mind your business <laughs> that's all i can really say about this subject because i i feel like a lot of times whenever you th- see things that are racist transphobic you know any of the icks or isms it's mostly because people are not minding their business and that's the real problem here people want to tell you what to do with your body with your time with your life with your energy and it's like maybe if you focused on yourself and your home you wouldn't have so many problems there uh that you're probably trying to avoid so and that's why you're out here you know protesting at your anti-lgbq plus you know rally or whatever i i just good for her i'm glad that she you know is living in her truth because honestly that's what more people need to do just live in their truth and you know chase their own happiness and shame on all the people who are sending her hate or sending her partner hate or you know just being all around trash people (laughs) (laughs) and i hope to see a lot more people come out i mean i'm sure i am 1000 percent sure and certain that there are a number of gay lesbian you know bisexual trans um idols out there who are deathly afraid of what they feel and what they are and especially more more so because they're in that machine that is so like straight as can be and and not just like sexuality or whatever it's more like as a person you have to be on the straight and narrow right yeah. you have to adhere to a certain type of uh facade so i honestly i really feel bad for a lot of people who can't live in their truth and they can't just be who they are and I hope that, you know, like, it's baby steps, unfortunately. And, you know, we had Holland, you know, well, now we have Hyun. And I hope that there's more people who are going to come out and just be, you know, honest about who they are and what they want. And not just in Korea, but in the world. I, I just want everybody, all the good people, anyways, to live in their truth. Bad people can, you know, kiss my ass for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... I know you guys don't like to talk about BTS, but they are taking a break. Uh, Their agency, Big Hit, said they're taking an extended break to enjoy the ordinary lives of young people in their 20s. I'll bet briefly (laughs) they're going to take vacations for the first time since their debut in 2013. And... um, there's not really a sense of what that entails and if they're going to be doing other stuff while they're on the quote unquote vacation. Um, they are scheduled to perform in Saudi Arabia and Seoul in October. But um, the agency also said, should you have a chance encounter with a member of BTS while they are on vacation, we ask that you show consideration for their need to rest and, and enjoy their private time off, which is not happening. Um, a lot of people have been saying that they needed to take some time off because, I mean, that's crazy when you think about it. 2013, they've been going since then. And, you know, big hit. 
I've been seeing this a lot and I've been feeling it myself just from what I've seen. The big hit is really coming off is I mean, I don't know where this whole narrative of big hit being some sort of, you know, considerate, very family oriented company came from, I guess, because BTS, you know, they kind of nursed them from the ground up, but they're honestly a company like any other and they're acting like a corporation at this point. I mean, you look at big hit, they're starting, they want to start a title like service. They already, they're gobbling up other companies. You know, they merged with, um, G G friends, um, company, their agency, and they're looking at, you know, taking in another one. I, I don't know if that's been released what the name of it is, but they're looking at, you know, merging with another agency and taking that in and making that a part of Big Hit. I mean, they're all about expanding and more and more and more and more money. I mean, if anything, Saudi Arabia completely exemplifies that to me. And there, I mean, I've seen from fans, I mean, there are some armies that don't care and they see this as a good thing because, I mean, what the boys want to work, of course they want to work, you know, they want to work, you know, their tails off because this is their dream and we should support that. And, you know, why should, you know, you know, some of them think that this is fine, but there are some armies that are, I've heard that are genuinely concerned about their health and well-being and how big hit seems to not really up to this point have a consideration for their health and it's kind of like not pimping the boys out but kind of exploiting them in a sense um i don't know what it was that they released some kind of when they did latte um latte concert uh they um had some sort of behind the scenes, behind the scenes BTS um, thing that they aired and um, some movie, it was a movie, a short movie. And they're like, you know, it was like big hit. It was like torture porn. Like they love to show BTS in stages, different, various stages of distress and pain. Like apparently there was a scene where Jungkook was, getting when he had his um foot injury i think at one point when they were touring and they showed him getting stitches and basically being in intense pain like this whole scene it was nothing but him just you know look how he's suffering for his art you know sort of situation and it's just really weird and it just it really kind of comes off as you know, they know the fan base and they know what how to manipulate them. And it's just like, but is it at the expense of the members of the group? And I think it is. You don't forget. I mean, I always remember they were going to break up at one point. I mean, it, there has to be a reason for that. And I don't know. I mean, I just I think about you know, people are like, oh, there's so much success and they should do more and more and more and more. And I'm like, when is it enough? Like they've already accomplished a lot and they, you know, my God. I mean, I was reading uh, something else where they were talking about some idols 
the male idols that go to the military service. Some of them see it that as a vacation because it's easier. Like you actually see it as more as, as kind of a, you know, oh, two year vacation because it's actually easier to be serving in the military than to have to be an idol. And that pretty much says it all to me. Uh, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, that's crazy. Any thoughts on that, Nat? Yeah, I. BTS have been doing a lot. They've been touring. They dropped like three singles last year or something like that, you know, and they're performing on all these award shows and they've been doing this world tour and they still have their like V Live show, I guess, going while they're still performing everywhere. And, you know, going back and forth with Korea and all over. And I get it. Like, everybody needs a break. Uh, Definitely, I feel like them being everywhere has affected the quality of their music because I did not like any of the releases last year. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, be a problem in that regard. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, these companies have to market it the way that they market it because they can't straight out say that you know they are pretty much operating like slave labor. You know, like mm. they can't really admit that. So they have to make it seem like they're sacrificing for their art or they're sacrificing for, you know, their fans or whatever. And, you know, the fans eat it up in, as we can see. And so it, I, I'm happy that they're taking a break. I'm happy mostly because that means that hopefully the army's kind of calmed down for a bit and I don't really have to see just showing up on my dash or my timeline or anything like that. Anymore. You can block it, yeah. you know, yeah, you can yeah. do the block. <laughs> but then I feel like I feel like I'm always gonna miss like something that actually is interesting. That's to me, true. So yeah. I kind of don't use that. I like I block people more so than I block tags. So <laughs> uh, that's kind of how I operate on Twitter. But yeah, just take a break. Don't take a break. Uh, at this point, it is what it is. BTS is everywhere. Do you think that their break is gonna affect them at all? Well, apparently from what I had seen on Twitter, like somebody had retweeted something about how like they just performed somewhere and the guys were visibly tired, like on stage. Like they tried to, you know, be there, you know, to put on a show for their fans and they were very professional, but you could see that they need the rest. So I th- I feel like mostly it's like they are stressed and they probably are starting to have like anxiety and issues and things like that that come up with being overworked. And with all the travel that they're doing and, you know, the pressure because they are pretty much the face of K-pop right now. So a break is definitely necessary. I think it should be longer than this month because apparently they have a show in like September or October anyways. So Yeah, they're going to be in Saudi Arabia in October. Yeah. So, so yeah. they're on, it's just like a, a short month long break where, you know, maybe they'll go back to farms and do things and enjoy it. And the fans, I feel like the fans are as you said gonna be split like someone's someone's gonna be like really happy about it and the others are gonna be like uh where's the new content (laughs) yeah uh so it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how k-pop continues without bts because it will continue without bts but a lot Mm. of people don't believe that it can continue without bts it'll be interesting i mean because i'm wondering if that will open up you know you've got monster x and you've got nc well no not anymore because we have super m um you know that's gonna try and you know get some of those fan that fan base and you know pick up you know some of 
BTS's, you know, steal some of their thunder. And you've got black, and you've got Blackpink, um, and you know, there might be some others waiting in the wings. You know, and I'm just wondering if anyone else is gonna make a dent. Just because I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I feel like BTS is almost. I can't really say anomaly because I mean. There are other groups that are popular, but at the same time, I mean, even BTS has bots, you know, I mean, they have, they, even with, there's evidence that they have tons of fans, right? They can sell out stadiums, but they still have, you know, this whole thing, you know, with the fake Instagram followers and then the BTS accounts on Twitter, the voting accounts being suspended because of some stuff going on with, you know, voting for different polls and things like that. And they've got uh, millions of votes and, you know, the, out of nowhere. Uh, it's just, I feel like it's still kind of hard to gauge the popularity in, in the West still, because you've got the K-pop fans and then you've got everyone else. And just looking on social media, it's, it's not, it's not really a good, I don't feel like it, you can really tell on social media, right? Because, you know, it's so easy to just spam likes and, you know, retweets and, you know, whatever on a video or a tweet or Instagram post or whatever. But, you know, when it actual album sales and actual, you know, streams and things like that. Uh, it's a little different. Um, well, BTS are million sellers, right? I feel like... Yeah, um, no, they have... I mean, I was saying, like, they they have evidence of that. Oh, I mean, they we, we know that they have the fan base, even with the other bots and everything. I mean, they still have evidence that they have the fan base to back it up. But I'm thinking about some of these other groups. Um, yeah. You know, like Blackpink. Have my, like, I feel like with Blackpink, they have their fans too, but I have my, oh, we'll see. We'll see when, I mean, they're working with, I get uh, her Ariana Grande's producers or something, and we'll see how that turns out. Because I feel like there's a huge, there's a machine behind them that's kind of promoting them and, the word about them is getting out, but they're still, and they've got this whole thing where they look, you know, the whole, the YouTube views and everything, they look, oh, they're so big and everything. But I read that the number one streamed girl group on Spotify is still Destiny's Child. And recently the number two group was Little Mix. They have a song from their latest album that went viral. No. no, it's actually Wasabi. From uh, It's really? went viral. Wasabi, apparently it went viral on TikTok. And oh. so now that's been getting a lot of attention. It just, okay, let me see. Okay. <laughs> their last album, I think it was L4, L5. LM5. Uh, LM5, sorry. Was solid, solid, it solid album. was. I really, I mean, I love all the mix of stuff but it's their best one since salute i mean yes. their other albums it's kind of like i can always pick out songs i liked from their albums but there's always stuff that I was like mm. you know it just there's their sound is always 
I love Little Mix and I love pop and I love Britpop, but their sound was always kind of dated, I feel like. You know, some of the songs, it was just stuff that you just knew was not going to do good on, like, American radio, you know? And then, of course, they've been having all this stuff with their label and the the other drama. I mean, that's... Which really affected LM5. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They can't even promote Wasabi. Like, it's getting all this attention, it's getting all these streams, and they can't even promote it. And it's just like... WTF. But apparently Leanne and Jade, they've got some kind of songwriters credit or something. They're basically like official songwriters now. So they've they've been in LA working on songs with um I think also people that have worked with Ariana Grande and some other like prominent producers and things. And hopefully it's for their next album. So I'm hoping that now they're with RCA and they're away from Simon Cowell and his evil, you know, empire that, (laughs) you know, they can finally, you know, get some traction and at least get one hit song here, get some attention because I'm sorry for the tangent, but I am a Little Mix fan and they're so talented and I'm just like, if Blackpink can get attention here, they should be able to get some attention. I mean, they're so talented and Touch should have done a lot better than it did. Um, I feel like that had the potential to be a radio hit and it was just like everything just just was mismanaged and I don't I don't want to get into to <laughs> the whole thing, that whole saga. But yeah. Uh going off from that, I have no segue. But oh. <laughs> FX, uh FX recently uh, SM Town had a concert, SM Town concert, and FX had a little reunion with three of the members, uh, you know, got together, she, um, Luna, and Amber, and, you know, they did some songs, and, you know, some people were spazzed, and it was like, ah, oh, you know, maybe they'll, you know, come back, and we'll, you know, do uh, one final album. And then not long after an interview with Crystal came out where she said, I have spent a lot of time thinking about what side of myself that I should, should show as a solo entertainer. I like a lot of things, so I wasn't sure what I should do. I don't want to sing or dance anymore because I've already shown that while being a part of FX. So I would say... That FX is officially dead and buried. And I'm sorry, me use, but I, I don't think that. I mean, if did you see any of the fan cams from the concert? You better believe it. Uh, Crystal so. <laughs> looked like she wanted to die. Well, she, the entire she, was, she was there. And I mean, it, she hasn't done it in so long. And I don't think that her desire was all, was really to be an idol. I feel like that was something that she did because Jessica's doing it and because it's sort of your introduction. If mm-hmm. you want to be a celebrity in Korea and you're not like straight as an actor, straight as a, you know, if you're not, if you're not even sure if you want to be a singer itself, being in an idol group is a good way to sort of develop yourself. And so, and she was, she's always been a pretty girl, very marketable. So, you know, obviously SME was in a rush to put in a group and you know FX did really well for what they were doing but I think the removal of Sully and sort of saving also how Sully has been able to maintain her brand (laughs) 
mm-hmm. um, you know, in her own way. And also seeing the desire and the passion of Amber and Luna and see it kind of go anywhere. I feel like that also maybe has motivated just uh, sorry, Crystal. But also, I think the major motivation is what happened with Jessica. Yeah. Because after that, you know, she stopped doing the ending of SM Towns. Like, she's nowhere to be seen with any of the SME. And she, outside of Jinhoon's funeral, I think, that was the only time I'd seen her even outside of, you know, IO activities, sort of doing, like, with other idols from her company. And it never seemed like she wanted to be a singer. It was just something that she did because it was, you know, the time to do it. But she... She's sort of been, you know, acting, modeling, figuring her, her stuff out. And it's crazy because I would have assumed that Crystal would have probably stayed in the idol world a lot longer than Jessica did. But Jessica is still releasing music, <laughs> like regularly releasing yeah. music. And she's dropping her, her new single like later this year. And she's working with outside writers and producers, even though she... Because before she pretty much wrote all of her stuff. Now she's sort of working with other people. So she's developing as an artist. And she's rich. And she basically does whatever she wants. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean she's, she's always so unbothered. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm in a fashion show in Paris. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know. I love her. I love her. I'm so in much. a movie premiere. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, she's just doing whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, she's definitely living her best life. So, yeah. she's. And- Crystal sees that, and maybe Crystal is aspiring to have that same sort of freedom. And I totally get it. Do what makes you happy. Chase your happiness, Crystal. I am sad because I would love to see FX come out with another album, but you know, Victoria is trying to bound. I doubt she's coming back to Korea anyways. And it's if Crystal doesn't want to do it anymore, like why would I force her to do it? Because I want FX back, you know? Like yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Sorry, Muse. You know, Crystal's done. She's happy doing whatever she's doing now. And there are so many other idol groups out there uh, that you can listen to that, you know, it won't be FX. But as we know, idols don't last forever. Like idol groups themselves do not last forever. So you just got to like, if I have survived all of the spamments of all my favorite groups, you guys can survive whatever's happening with FX. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just afraid like this generation of idols, like when they finally these groups finally disband like what that's going to be like because the stand <sighs> fandom is so i feel like it's just so much more intense now and i just uh, i'm it just is. interested to see like what how that reaction is going to be i mean maybe by that time people will have moved on i don't know but there's so many distractions i feel like you were talking about how like you know who's going to come and take the place of bts or like who's going to try to you know, take some of that light while BTS is on break. And, like, even in between comebacks, if if you're not doing V-Lives, you're not doing, like, you know, like, these shows or you don't have your own personal YouTube channel, you know, like a lot of these idols now have, there's always a new group coming out. There's always a new group debuting. You know, there's maybe a little bit more established group that's getting more popularity, that's branching out. You know, there's there's so many things and cogs in the K-pop machine that... you know, you'll be sad about FX, yes, but you'll find something, if, if you want to stay in K-pop, you'll find something that's, you know, you like in different ways or that's similar enough, and, and you'll move on. Like, 
I, I honestly didn't know what I would do when 21 and Tiara and Wonder Girls and Sister disbanded. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still, you know, here talking about like, uh, you know, Oh My Girl and, you know, these other groups, you know, so something we're, is we're moving on. Yeah. We're moving on. And I'm... not everyone's gonna be like Shinwa. Like not every group I mean there's there's really only one Shinwa for a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is near impossible to replicate that sort of bond and that sort of uh, familiarity and, and familial bond, you know, like it's it's just not possible in a lot of ways. But you know, for us, like second gen fans, we're gonna have that nostalgia wave soon. I feel, and where, you know, disbanded groups are going to come back, you know, either they're broke or, you know, they just miss it or whatever. And well, yeah, I mean, you've well, already yeah. seen, like, Finkel, you know, yep. came back and, it. you know, had their song and everything and they came back and, oh, what was the other girl group no, that? No, that wasn't Finkel, that was SES. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it was SES. I was trying okay. to think, I was like, it sounded, yeah, it was SES. But um, Finkel is... Is I think that they're probably thinking about it because uh, Lee Hyori and some other girl from the group. I'm sorry, I, I don't really know the members. I only know Lee Hyori because she's everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're starting to see them post more about each other and like group photos and things like that on SNS. And so who knows? I, but we already seen um, Seshkis and GLD, you know, they're. And HOT, they've already sort of come back in whatever way, shape, form they have. So we'll definitely see, you know, 21 one day when CL is free from her, you know, whatever deal she made with the devil at NYT. <laughs> Maybe we'll see her and 21 make music. I mean, they did come together for their anniversary this year. So you never know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you never know, you know, who's going to reunite and decide to come back. And now with, you know, K-pop being so, so big, you know, I feel like they're going to be more people that are trying to just take advantage of the, the exposure and, you know, make a take a go at it and, you know, come back and release a few singles and see if that catches on. So. Yep. So it's really funny though, because I put out a tweet like after um, Jessica had reunited with Amber and Luna, and I was like, "Like, I would love to see the odds on this, but like, what would be the odds of FX releasing a new album versus the odds of like Girls' Generation becoming the nine-member group again, <laughs> or even for like a performance?" I was just like, "Both of these really depend on Jung- the Jung Sisters," and I'm. Very interested to see what is more likely to ever happen in my lifetime. <laughs> so, yeah. and we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see like who will come back. I think we'll start seeing some familiar faces pop up yeah. in the coming year. So, yeah. Well, moving on, uh, I wanted to address. Uh, some it's not directly k-pop it's more korean uh culture but we have talked about how the little mermaid film uh is going to have um hallie bailey is the little mermaid and of course some people are pressed because she is black and little mermaid apparently mermaids can't be black and 
you know, there has been backlash because some people are racist and prejudiced and, you know, can't accept that. Uh, but there was, um, a post, uh, I guess it was on Newsom via Nate. And I guess it was originally, I don't know if it was originally in that and buzz. It was translated on one of those sites. Um, the reaction from uh, Korean netizens to Halle Bailey. And I am not going to read out the responses because they're very insulting, but basically insulting her looks. And one, like one response basically says, uh, I have no problem with Ariel being played by a black actress, but she's just too ugly for the role. And she's not being criticized for the role because she's black, but because she's ugly. And one of the forums, English forums I was on was, it was a mess, but you had a lot of people saying, you know, calling Koreans racist and saying, well, what do you expect? They're a racist culture. And then other people, uh, you know, coincidentally, some of them seemingly K-pop fans saying, well, that's just, you know, fighting racism with racism. And, um, you know, that's wrong. So, I mean, it's just, I don't even know what to say about it. Because you've got these people that are like, well, it's in their culture. And they're not used to saying black people. And, the, and I mean, they're... They're just judgmental. I mean, we know how their beauty standards are over there. And, I mean, I don't understand the people defending it and being like, and not even addressing the fact that they're attacking her looks, but being upset about the fact that people are calling Koreans racist. Like, these people aren't even Korean, but being like, well, how are you going to generalize Korea, you know, by saying that they're racist? I was just like, why are we, why do you feel like you need to defend Korea? Not even Korean, you're just a fan of K-pop, and, you know, I I just... Uh. Yeah, it is pretty frustrating. Uh, I did see, like, on Twitter some comments uh, about I think after Harry Styles said that he, he was not going to do it, um, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, they probably saw her and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's a true prong issue here. One, the if you look at what is the standard of beauty in Korea, black people are the opposite of that. So, uh, like, inherently, there's going to be conflict there because... Even the people that they respect and they love, like Beyonce, Whitney Houston, whatever, I rarely ever see Koreans, like in the translated comments anyways, say that they're actually beautiful or gorgeous and like they want to be like them, things like that. Uh, it's usually like, I want to be as talented as them, as cool as them. Like blackness for them is just something that can be sort of taken apart and absorbed, you know, like the coolness mm -hmm. and the spunk and the sass, like that like i don't i personally don't feel like they see black people as people yeah um and i don't think it's like you know you 
I don't think the intent is to be racist. I feel like it is inherent in the way that they uh, are socialized in just the way that they are raised in Korea. And so that's why you have some people who are not that way, obviously, because, you know, we're all socialized in a specific way, regardless of where we're from. A lot of times you break out of that and you sort of become who you are as an individual and, you know, you have an individualized thought process and, you know, you, you have things that are inherent to yourself and you're able to sort of like unlearn toxic things like this. But for the most part, large a large number of people would sort of want to maintain that sort of brainwashing and that sort of like socialization and things like that. And they kind of like they're great with going with the crowd because it's easier. And so I'm not like obviously absolving these people. I'm just saying like that's how I understand it. Uh, and then so I as I said, I feel like they're socialized to, to believe this is beautiful and black people are not it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm not surprised by the reactions and the whole, oh I'm not trying to be racist, but she's ugly, you know, kind of comments. Which is crazy. And and then the second prong is I feel like it's more it's 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 attached to that but also there's a lot of self-hate going on here because because of the really because of what they consider to be beautiful and how unattainable it is they have gone to the extremes of plastic surgery like invasive non-invasive whatever to become that so you like you don't like they really don't like people like black people and and just people in general who are very secure in themselves flaws and all because they do not they, they don't know how to do that right they don't love themselves yeah they don't they love, love themselves. themselves love yeah, yourself like bts is saying like they're not they don't <laughs> love themselves i mean like I, I and honestly like i understand it like you have to look a certain like if you have to put a picture of yourself on a job application like I would definitely have some anxiety about that as well, mm, too. Yeah. I might get some work done, you know, like, I, you know, I'm not Korean, so I can't really speak on, like, you know, the how it feels to sort of live in that environment and, you know, what you absorb and, like, how it colors your behavior. Right. But, as I said, the second prong is the fact that, you know, it's, it, it, it is a form of self-hate that's and that's kind of how i see it in a lot of ways so of course it's going to manifest because hallie and chloe are you know they're black they're talented they're gorgeous and they're confident like they back they can back up anything that they say that they are and that they can do and you know that is threatening to a lot of people uh and so i could see in a lot of ways why you know people would sort of lash out and then want to go to like bottom bottom feeder like comments like oh she's ugly like uh sir have you looked in the mirror have you looked at yourself what did you look at look like before you got plastic surgery typical internet trolling yeah yeah that's that's the thing right like i'm but my whole thing was was the k-pop fans because i'm pretty sure they are k-pop fans korea booze that popped up and they felt like they needed to excuse the behavior Oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna. But, and then they want to lecture other people when they return the same sentiment. And be like, well, how can you say Korean, Koreans are racist yeah. because that's racist by saying that? And I'm like, you're not even Korean, so why are you defending? You know, why do you feel like you have to defend? You know, to be offended by someone pointing out that yeah, it's it's a it's 
racist attitude. Well, they aren't, you know, it's the same old, well, they're not used to black people and da 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 da. And like, uh, yeah. you know, they get, they get global media. They have the fastest internet connection in the world. I mean, they, you know, they may not run into them personally very often face to face, but I mean, they know what a black person looks like and they've seen them, you know, at least in the media. I mean, and I've been there personally and I saw, you know, I lived in a small city in Korea and I personally saw, I mean, for, uh, you know, country that is great majority Korean and I'm trying to lose the word um, uh, when a country is mostly of one ethnicity. One nation state. That's what they consider themselves, like a one race nation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but there's a specific yeah. word for it. I don't yeah. know. I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, I saw quite a few black people, um, you know, that I, I mean, first, I mean, because I wasn't expecting to see any at quite a few foreigners, I mean, and there's more there every day that are coming there to work and work as teachers. So, I mean, they see, yeah. they see them. Oh, yeah. No, I saw a lot of foreigners when I went to Korea for the two weeks that I was mm-hmm. there. Like, it is mostly Korean people, but there were a lot of foreigners, a lot of people, even, like, you know, foreigners having their own businesses there and, like, restaurants yeah. and things like yeah. that. So, it's definitely not, like, Koreans do, like, they can't. They can't use the excuse of like, oh well, you know, we're we're a one race nation. We don't really know other people. Blah blah blah. Like it just doesn't make sense. But like, I mean, they're Koreaboos. That's what they're there for. Like we were just talking about Jackson's fans acting like he's the victim when you know protesters are getting beat beat up by the police or whatever. And so you know, you're gonna have Koreaboos who excuse everything that their idols do because their idols are gods to them, and you know they're gonna want to come out here and lecture and talk about the Korea that they know, which is not really a Korea that exists. It's just the Korea that they have idealized in their minds because, you know, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they're going to come out here and be like, you, you can't call Opa Uni, like, racist because they just don't know any better. They're children. Like, okay, you just talked about how they have the fastest internet speed. Well, maybe they should, you know, learn to Google. You know, maybe they should focus on learning and bettering themselves instead of being pieces of shit. Like, I would say that's kind of, like, where I would fall in it, but, and it's actually a good thing that I don't really frequent a lot of these places, because I know I would get into tons of arguments with a lot of these people, and most of them are trolls, like, they have to be, I have to accept that some of these people are trolls, and they cannot be serious people who work in actual jobs in the world, (laughs) you know, where they're responsible for people's lives and livelihoods, it's just, it, it, it would sadden me quite a bit if there were like real people. Mm. But it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you can't tell. And how is he even fighting racism with racism? <sighs> Calling someone a racist is not racist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I hear that argument so much. It's like, well, you're a racist for saying I'm a racist. It's like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not the one, one that said something that you're the one that made the comment it was racist in the first place <sighs> it has it's, to be like a, me- a jedi mind trick or something at this point it like is it's, it's gaslight i use a gaslighting gaslighting it is yeah gaslighting. <laughs> oh my and god this is, the thing. this is what i realized and i mean i i have had an interesting year so i've had a lot of like 
self-actualizations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But you cannot use logic in discussions with a lot of people. Yeah. They will outright just defend their opinion against logic. Like, you could say, like, the sky is blue, and they will fight you and say the sky is green. And there's nothing you can do for these people. So, honestly, like, I feel like that has really just, like, lifted a cloud because, like, you know, people are going to be stupid. They're going to be trolls. They're going to be real people, whatever. But you can't really ask them logical questions. You can't bring logic into the discussion because they don't have it to begin with. They're just here to be an, an opa. Uh, was it opaologist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You know, like, Holly is a gorgeous girl. She's talented. She is, you know, she works with Beyonce, for goodness sakes. Like, she's good. Like, all you can do is send her love and support. And all the haters can just hate all they want. They're, they're, they're hating from outside the club at this point. So, <laughs> like, it's unfortunate. It is really, really unfortunate. And I hope that she, like, never reads any comments that anybody makes about her like I think there's I think I read something where they said she didn't that's good yeah I mean in general like they when the the casting first came out they she said in some interview like that she was basically focusing on like all the support that she's getting and you know the positivity and not you know worrying about you know which is I mean what she should be doing because Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're, I mean, you know, she's the one that's got the opportunity that got casted. She's gonna, you know, be in the movie. Other people are just regular folks behind their computers that are trolling and they're gonna stay mad. So And honestly, like if Koreans are so upset about this little mermaid casting, they have a thriving movie and television, you know, market. They can make their own goddamn film, like get off like what the states is doing is what is the states is doing like that's what they're doing for themselves you know like you guys have the opportunity to create your your ideal version of little mermaid with jimin and joy or whoever you want to put in it and just do that like it's just kind of stupid for you to what like force jimin or you know people who are frankly bad for the role into the role because you feel like it fits an aesthetic like this isn't k-pop you know we want people with actual talent here so like yeah yeah, we want someone who can actually sing and not just one member to nine member group okay so like settle down a bit yeah and all the mess when harry styles turned down the prince eric role so now you know you know all these spamming uh all spamming oh put Jimin in it put random k-pop male k-pop idol number 241 just put him in there you know for for what i mean okay i mean i have no problem if they have an asian guy play prince eric but you know he's gotta have the qualifications um needed to play the part you know hey maybe being able to speak english would help um and also being able to sing, uh, those would be two things I think would be important to I be in a musical. They would hate it if they put an Asian person in that role, especially if it was. I mean, look at 
I mean, look at the way that they treat their black and Asian artists in Korea. Like, mm. why would I or anybody ever think that them putting a Korean, American or Korean artist, you know, or as Prince Eric and casting him in that role is going to be well accepted in Korea? Known, known races, known people who do not just, who, who think that black people just bring, you know, gun violence and, you know, bad behavior to Korea and drugs. Oh, the marijuana, you know, like, yeah. why would you think that's a good idea? I personally would love it if they cast somebody who was not white in the Prince Eric role. I mean, especially since they already have, uh, you know, such a multi, like a uh, multi, uh, sorry, diverse cast mm-hmm. in, in terms so far. Like, it seems like they, they're just hiring whoever's best for the role. And, you know, Cinderella, the brandy version, was very diverse. And it oh, was yeah. the best Cinderella. So. It is the best version of Cinderella. It is actually the best live-action fairy tale that has ever been created. So, and look how diverse. And it is strictly because they hired everybody who was best for that role versus, you know, making sure that they, you know, dotted the I's and crossed the T's, you know, in terms of the race game or whatever. So, it's it's just kind of mind-boggling just what people are saying. And I actually do think that I am starting to more or less side-eye what people choose to translate, especially. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about the Panchoa sites and stuff that you were on, but I know it's like, I follow not Medicine Buzz, and I noticed that Medicine Buzz herself, or himself, I think it's a her, though, um, mm-hmm. has translated quite a bit on Hallie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the narrative on that is because mm. I mean Korea has a lot of trending topics. I don't understand why that is something you already put up there like three times or something like that. It, it is kind of suspicious. Uh, if I don't know if she's getting off on the the hate for Hallie or she knows it's going to bring traffic or what it is. But I have a feeling that what we're seeing you know like there are people obviously like this who are saying very negative and stupid and insulting things but i feel like there's also a group of people in korea who watch it anyways and who don't care <laughs> you know so it, it i'm i'm kind of like at a point where like you know translations are great but i have to like question why these comments and these topics are being translated you know for the western market it, because it's have you noticed, like, and this is a tangent, sorry, but have you noticed, like, a lot of people will start, will start conflict just for tweets and retweets? I mean, it's oh, been yeah. going on for a while. It's been going on for a while, right? Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've completely stopped, stopped engaging if I feel like something is, like, manufactured in that way. And I feel like these specific tweets, you know, or, or um, topic posts on, you know, not Medicine Buzz, or sorry, on Medicine Buzz, I have been sort of created for the conflict and just to get the views and the clicks and things like that. And I don't, I don't know if it's actually a problem in Korea, hmm. you know, like, or it's as big a problem as it seems in the comments. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, people are quick to like Koreans are racist, Koreans are this and like whatever. And like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of evidence, you know, to say that they are prejudiced in, in a lot of ways and that, you know, they have really ugly opinions and stuff like that but you, how, what what are what are the ratios here <laughs> you know like <laughs> we're talking to paul you're talking to paul matthew right earlier and like you know he's talking about he actually lives there so he actually is on ground zero he has 
you know, opinions and, and, you know, he sees what people are talking about. And a lot of the people who, you know, translate and do these, they're not there. Mm-hmm. They just take it from the internet. And then, you know, the Western, the Western fandoms just react on these translations. So I feel like, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I wouldn't be surprised if Little Memory drops and people in Korea absolutely love it. And they start doing covers and singing and like, oh, you know, she's fantastic in this role. And, you know, I know that some people, a.k.a. themselves, were hating it at first, but now they're totally about it. And she's, you know, the next Beyonce. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the reaction. Oh, who did, did you did, did you mention Normani? Uh, no, but we can talk about Normani. <laughs> oh, sorry, I blinked out there for a second. You said the next Beyonce, so I was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, so, yeah, can, this is not K-pop related, really, but, I mean, I, I, I can tie it in, though, because, um, even, because even, B, even BTS loves Normani, okay? If you saw that fan cam of them when she performed... Love Lies with Khalid, and have you seen the fan cam? I have not. I okay, you can see it's pretty. It it's actually pretty entertaining when she performed with Khalid at the 2018 Billboard Awards, and she made an entrance, and it was an entrance. Like I mean, you know how She's an amazing dancer, and she basically oh, kind of scoots on the floor, and she kind of does this move where like she's like, I mean, I can't say it anymore. She's awesome basically and the and they have a fan cam where it's basically on the guys the entire time and it's actually pretty entertaining if you can see their reactions like especially when she gets into that position they literally were just like jungkook's mouth stayed open for like five minutes it literally just dropped open and stayed there um jimin was i mean he looked like he was he wanted to eat her up or something. I don't know. He was really like into the performance. And the other guys were just kind of like, what? you know, um, it's pretty entertaining. But yeah, I mean, Normani is that girl. I mean, oh, yeah. She even BTS can't deny. Like, I mean, she is very, I mean, obviously, I, I, I don't want to get into the people there. Like I said, are comparing her to Beyonce and stuff because in her. I mean, we're gonna say her her music video. The whole point of it was it was an homage, of course, to early two thousands and of like course. all of her inspirations. You know, the whole thing. I mean, that's why it was so obvious, guys. Duh! Oh, it looks like. I mean, that looks straight out of Beyonce. Yeah, it, that was the point. That was the point. Yeah, she was doing the crazy in love walk. She was doing the J-Lo basketball court thing. You know, she was doing the dancing in the street, which Sierra and, you know, almost every group or single, like, or solo artist in the 2000s did. (laughs) They they were walking with their friends, and all of a sudden they started dancing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, and I didn't realize how much I miss pop R&B. Oh, for sure. Like, until they, like, it's been, it's non-existent. Like, everything is trap, and everything is you know, depressing, and, you know, it's this, you know, music has this weird, dark, depressing feeling, like, with a lot of music oh, yes. that comes out now. I'm not just talking about Billie um, Eilish either. Like, in general, like, there's that kind of... Personal. Yeah, 
And it's like not this that kind of feeling that you get where it's like you hear a song and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I just want to dance to it. And it makes you happy. You know, there's very few artists nowadays that really do that kind of stuff. I think, you know, you've got, you know, a few of the pop girls, I would say Little Mix does music like that. Um, Car- Carly Rae Jepsen, Lizzo does really um you know, her music is very positive, uplifting in general. Um, there's a few other people, but, you know, in general, as far as the people that are mainstream, you know, it's a huge thing. And I'm glad that she's getting so much attention for it. And people are acknowledging she's that she has something and she's offering something that we don't have in music right now. She's offering something that we're only used to getting from Beyonce I feel like consistently Mm -hmm. which is a performance and vocals and somebody who knows how to put on a show uh yeah we we're so used now because it's um I listened to Boom by NCT Dream yes we mentioned that yes and I'd said NCT Dream I really wasn't into them before i mean honestly uh yeah i mean and most of their music up to this point has been pretty like bubblegum pop i mean their first song was chewing gum but <laughs> boom is actually i mean it's definitely an attempt to be give them a more like mature image and i don't know if that's something that's gonna stick or if it was just for a song um but it definitely wasn't and boom is is, is low-key a bop like i i you know kind of I was kind of into it and you know I don't like it I don't really know NCT Dream that well but you know I I was into it I liked it and um yeah uh and let me see what else I've missed a lot of the more recent stuff that's come out I know you, you said you heard Wecky Mecky I, was like, I didn't even know yeah. that they had had a song out like I saw it and I was like oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah, they dropped uh, Tiki Taka, and that was like three days ago. Uh, you know what? I I generally do listen to Wacky Mackey just, you know, because I feel like they have a lot of potential. They just haven't been able to find, like, the best sound for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is actually a, a walk in, like, the right direction. It's catchy, and it's fun. It's bright. It's very summery. I feel like their other stuff was trying too hard to be like dark and you know fierce maybe and uh maybe i don't think that's the way that they should be going or the route that they should be taking yeah with with who they have in their group i feel like this sort of jokey you know fun bright young vibe works best for them uh and also i saw jinu from uh from winter he dropped his solo track. It's completely forgettable, in my opinion. It's kind of just really basic, which I was surprised about. I thought, like, they would have done something a little bit different or they would have done too much, which is usually, you know, what Teddy does <laughs> with his, his music. It's, like, five songs in one and it's, <laughs> like, drums and horns. You know, like, I thought it was going to be extra. Yeah. But it was really, really boring and just... Huh. They didn't really do much. Uh, and then I also 
I listened to the the clip for the new Red Velvet song. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I forgot yeah. they have something else coming out, too. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it was interesting. I, uh, I feel like... Does after, it sound like a red or velvet It sounds track. like a red song. Uh, it looks like a red song. They're keeping that same um, roller coaster circus sort of um, aesthetic. And this is like volume two or something like that of it. I don't know. Um, but it's, yeah, the Revy Festival is, I think, what it's going to be called there. And I thought that was with their last, yeah. well, maybe it was something different. Like their last album was like a, a festival or a carnival or some kind yeah. of thing that they were doing. And like one half was red and one half was velvet or something like that. Some Something, some kind of concept that was, I didn't understand. <laughs> well, I think maybe they're maybe they're keeping the red. Wait, which red is the fun one, right? Velvet. Is right, like red is the more okay. poppy one, and then the velvet okay. is more R and B. And yeah, so yeah. I think they're keeping that, and this is sort of like part two of it or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're gonna come out with like two velvets later on this year, you know? And that's kind of what SME is gonna be doing. I don't know, but it doesn't sound bad. I mean, you never know with Red Velvet, so... Yeah, uh, no. I feel like there's no low lower than Really, Really Bad Boy or um, Zimzola Bim, so I feel like, you know, <laughs> we're... There's only up from here. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Red Velvet is it's, like, they release stuff and it does well, but yeah. it's, like, you know, they're never gonna get to uh, SNSD level and I think oh, no, I, don't think, I so. think SM is pretty much kind of I I don't know if they've accepted it or not. I mean they still do well. It's just oh, yeah. it's just they were kind of I mean you know their whole existence they were kind of rushed out during a weird mm-hmm. period and the whole thing was kind of not really uh, formulated you know in advance and. I mean, for them, you know, they've done pretty well considering, you know, people saw them as an FX replacement from the beginning. <laughs> but, I, you know, yeah. it's interesting. Have you seen, like, the discussions about SM as a company and with Super M coming out, like, whether or not SM is kind of losing their touch or their management style is kind of not as on point as it used to be? And I see a lot of it because I see a lot of EXO fans, especially being disgruntled because of them not being able and NCT, some NCT fans as well. I mean, obviously there are a lot of fans that are disgruntled because of super M because their group is not going to be able to promote because they're in this other project group, you know, that they have to do. And some people are saying, well, SM has kind of mismanaged things and EXO could have been as big as BTS if they had just, you know, capitalized on them when they were at their peak and, you know, Red Velvet has never reached SNSD level and, you know, NCT's whole rotational thing has kind of been a flop and Korea, I mean, hasn't really taken to the group, you know, like they hoped. I mean, have you seen any of that or? Yeah, absolutely. I see, because I follow a lot of like shiny fans, especially and mm-hmm. um, my girl is like, one of my friends is like really into EXO and <laughs> you know, I tease EXO because I know it annoys her. 
So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, I definitely see a lot of comments from people who follow these groups like religiously and you know just casual conversations. And I remember seeing a lot of people when Super M had been launched, uh, talking about like how if they had promoted you know EXO during Call Me Baby and those kind of eras, they would be as big as BTS. But I'm like, listen, BTS is as big as it is right now because the international fans made them relevant enough for Korea to pay attention. So really, it was up to the international EXO fans <laughs> to yeah. really push EXO in the same way. And, you know, the EXO-Ls, you know, maybe they weren't as organized or maybe they just, you know, didn't really think that it was a possibility or just, you know, there are a lot of other reasons there, I guess. But you, I don't think it's any... I don't think it's because of how SME has marketed EXO because I feel like EXO has done incredibly well and still does incredibly well regardless uh, of, you know, what's going on on the management level. And I feel like people forget that after HLT and SCS and, you know, Shinwa, there was a down period of SME where they had, like, a lot of failed groups. So I don't think, or, you know, or they were, like, not considered, like, top of the market anymore, you know? Uh, So I don't really feel like they're like losing money or anything yeah, like that. Not like YG. No, not like not like YG. <laughs> uh, and you know they also have a much more diversified uh, group of of artists. Yeah. In comparison to something like JYP or B- Big Hit, where they're very much just dependent on one group <laughs> at this point. Like Twice makes what like seventy percent of the revenue for JYP, even with powerhouses like. Got seven who you know are still doing international touring and stuff like that too like they should be making as much money as twice but they're not so it's 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 kind of weird when people talk about sme like or like they're about to like fade away and not be a relevant group anymore <laughs> company anymore then they have super junior touring the world they have their sm towns keon is doing extremely well she's topping the charts with her ost right now they have um, Yuri and Kyoyun and like Sunny and all these people. Like they're still making money doing things, you know, in Korea or outside of Korea. So it's not like it's the end of the world. I mean, Red Velvet is the top girl group by default. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like NCT is probably like the default top group from SME because everybody's in the army or, you know, like TVXQ like in Korea is not as relevant as it used to be. So it's making all its money in Japan. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of like different, there, there's so many different artists doing so many different things. You can't really count SME out in the same way, you know? Uh, I feel though, like, because K pop is growing and getting bigger, and like, there's a lot of new groups, new companies, like, and with BTS's success, with them being like an outside company, it's not a, a big three, it wasn't a big three when they came up, and you know, they were able to make something out of nothing. I feel like that, in a lot of ways, is is hope for a lot of these other companies that they can also, you know, be as successful or you know, very successful in their own right without having such a big company and you know, in like one of the big three there, you know, behind them in some way. So, who knows? Well, 18s is touring the world and their you know fan base is growing every day. Luna's doing you know like they're taking a break right now, but Luna's doing a lot of really great big things too so you can't 
it's hard to say what would have happened if they did this or if they didn't do this or you know if they would just do this like and i think it's really easy for fans to say that too without actually having all the facts without actually being in these positions to make these decisions uh but it's it's really easy to complain when your group is not where you want it to to be and when it's not doing what you want it to do and super m is you know we we still have our reservations about it you know not everyone's like sure what's gonna come of it but i don't think that i don't think that we feel like the music's gonna be any bad like it's gonna be terrible or bad or anything like that and i don't and i know we know it's gonna make money so like like, at this point i feel like people are just complaining and they're, they're just disgruntled because they don't they're not getting exactly what they want but look bts is out here giving everybody exactly what you know anything that you wanted bts is doing so yeah in a group that you know is gonna be giving exactly what you want there they are and they have fans who are complaining that they're just doing too much and they need to take a break so yeah you really cannot please anybody at this no point. i mean it's not i mean there's fans that are like well they you know that think that it's a good thing that they're being worked to death because that's what they want apparently you know they know what they yeah. want better than they do apparently exactly and it's it's just that it's always really easy to say stuff from outside the club when you're not in the club so keep talking i guess uh super m is gonna be here and i feel like it's gonna do sperm really, really well the the sperm memes the sperm. Have you seen? yeah <laughs> you know what it's funny i always think sperm when i see super m like i don't know if and apparently <laughs> when you say it i'm not gonna say it in the hangul because i'll screw yeah. it up but the when you pronounce it in the hangul it does kind of sound like sperm well yeah because me sperm me sperm 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 me something like that i don't know see i'm i'm yeah it's yeah yeah, i'm screwing it up but yeah something like (laughs) that um yeah and people have been you know retweeting that and making fun of it and i'm like yeah that's a great start for the group um (laughs) because i they put lucas in their group who's definitely there just for eye candy um they have Taman in there who's you know and kai who are very quick to shake their hips so i mean i feel like you know having a very viral group like that will work you know like they're <laughs> they're they're gonna be manly i guess and uh give the ladies what they want so maybe this will work out for them i i don't know I'm <laughs> i don't see <laughs> yeah i don't know how that's gonna work in america um yeah like right, i said I, I there's a part of me that feels like bts is kind of an anomaly in some respects but i don't know i don't know you know i i feel like there's also room for that being you know wrong so yeah. we'll, we'll see we'll see hey we'll we see. had backstreet boys and nsync operating at the same time very I true feel like there's room for anybody here <laughs> so. yeah yeah i mean it just i mean i'm just wondering like with all the fans bts has is there room for that much you know for super m oh well, look i we thought the same thing about big bang very true what can it know so <laughs> did you have any um shout outs uh i just need to do a shout out to soren from clc Oh, yeah. AKA Produce Soren. Um, <laughs> which 
because she mentioned like I think last year about how foreign idols don't make as much money as the Korean idols do. Right. Um, due to some like technicality or something like that in either I think it was in the law, not even just in the contract. And basically because she brought attention to it, it has been fixed. And she also got back pay for um, what she didn't get as a foreign idol before. So I mean it's you don't really hear a lot of good news in the financial sense because companies are greedy. <laughs> but it's good to see, you know, like she used her platform to bring attention to something and it it got sorted out and it and it's going to be not just for her but for like other. I think I don't think it was like just Thai idols or for all foreign idols, but I know definitely it's going to do um, wonders for a lot of the titles who were not making much, you know, yeah. as you are wont to do in a K-pop group. Um, so yeah, shout out to Sorn for doing good things. All right, and yeah, that's it. Um, I don't usually do shoutouts, but I want to shout out to Top because <laughs> he is weird as hell. And I still love him for it. He's been posting pretty uh, regularly on his Instagram again. And it's full of weird crap um, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Lots of weird art. And recently he posted a picture of a woman that is apparently... Does she... I, I don't know if she does, like, adult like videos or she does something in the adult industry of some sort but he just posted her because she had a picture of him she was holding on her phone and her instagram name was like weed and something which was kind of like ironic and you know it was just like (laughs) He's just posting, like, random stuff. And I love that he's also writing in English as well. Um, And, you know, posting this woman. Like, he just does not care. And I love it. Like, it makes me think that he'll be all right, considering everything that's happening with Big Bang. And now Taesung is involved in all of this. And, you know... I, you know, and the fact that they might have a reunion is very much in doubt at this point. But, you know, I did worry about Top when he had his whole issue with the, um, what was allegedly, in a, you know, the attempted suicide and everything. And, you know, I've always, I guess he's been my bias, I guess. I guess. Uh, but. Yeah, we know. We know. It's not a guess anymore. We know. <laughs> So I'm, I, you know, I'm glad to see him apparently unbothered and just doing him, you know, even if it's weird and it doesn't make sense, you know, he can still be his weird artsy self. And, you know, as long as he's doing him and not worrying about what other people are saying, you know, he's got his money, he can relax and do what he wants. So, you know, this has sort of freed him up you know the whole Sungri thing and YG sort of probably 
I don't know, going to jail or being blacklisted or who knows at this point. Uh, <laughs> but maybe in his freedom up. Now he just like, because being in an idol group is very constricting. Yeah. Into your individuality. And, you know, he was weird before, but he had he had a line that he kind of couldn't cross, I think. But now he, you know, he did his uh, his time in the army. He has made all this these millions of dollars. He doesn't have to care. I mean, Big Bang will probably... I still think they're going to come back together. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> now people are kind of like, well, they'll never get back together. So, you know, and he can't act because, you know, public opinion is against him. He... He can't really make music because who knows what's going on with the company. So at this yeah. point, he's just, you know, free for the yeah. first time in years. So uh, I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, and no, I mean, that. it's, it's whatever. I, I can't even, I can't think of the saying. It, it's a blessing in disguise. Yes. Yeah. Blessing in disguise yeah. for for him so anyway i'm glad to see him active in social media even if it's freaking people out but in a good way so yeah yeah and shout out to i have another i feel like i had another shout out to oh shout out to tamar um who recently uh she did an interview with um, let me see. From SM. Uh, it, it was about Super M. And it got a lot of traction because it was a um, exclusive interview with... Um, oh, the, uh, an ex- it, well, I don't know his exact title, but he's yeah. an executive uh, named Chris Lee. Yeah. And she interviewed him and, you know, about fans. And, and he said, oh, they're going to make everybody happy even though you know some fans are upset about the group yeah. uh, but no uh, shout out to her for just you know hustling and, and doing good work I mean she's going to KCON and writing these articles and she's you know staying busy and you know not letting distractions or you know other things get to her you know whatever people may have to say about articles or K-pop fans being mad about this or that, you know, she's, you know, out here being successful in her profession and yeah, yeah, it's good to see it. So yes, kudos to you, Tamar. Good article. You know what? Tamara's she's an example of somebody who is in the club making comments and not (laughs) doing it from outside the club. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> While you're sitting behind your computer <laughs> and, you know, saying whatever, she's actually involved in the process. She's in it. She yeah. knows what's going on. And she's the one that gets to meet Talk these people yeah. and interview them and actually, you know, be a part of the industry. I mean, which, not saying that to, like, put down anyone but it's like if you're gonna say stuff it's like think about you know what's going on here i guess that's it right yeah i i feel like we've spoken about all the important things (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure after we're done we'll be like oh we forgot that one thing that's okay until jay and jimin are back and we have a full group and we can go off <laughs> yeah no i'm sure there'll be i mean you know there's i'm sure there'll be more too yes. 
to talk about. So exactly. Absolutely. Well, that was another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us. And we promise to keep pushing out content for you guys. And also don't forget to, um, you know, if you like what we put out and you enjoy listening to the podcast, you know, maybe tell your friend about us or maybe tell some of your mutuals uh, about this great K-pop podcast. Um, K-pop, K-pop, I cannot speak K-pop podcast, <laughs> are a thing. And we are a community of people that like to spread the good word about the fandom. And, you know, I do think that, you know, all of us, our work, you know, has the potential to get more exposure. And, you know, you guys can kind of help that happen. So, yeah, if you like what we're doing, tell your friends, tell your mutuals, tell your Twitter feed. Tell everybody. You can reach us on Twitter at NYA Netizens. We are also on Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens. And we are on, we have a Gmail uh, account. You can email us at Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com. And of course, we are on SoundCloud. Um, that's where our main feed is located. And you can listen to all of our 100-plus episodes there, but don't go go back too far because our early episodes are a little rough. Uh, (laughs) So, but yes, again, thank you all for your support. And Nat, it was a pleasure. It was a great discussion. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Bye, you guys. Bye.